1: Well, hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday to everyone. This is Gwen, and I'm glad you're here. I'm excited because it's Monday. You know how I feel about Monday. We're starting the week off with a bang. We're starting a week with direction and steps to make our lives and others greater and better. So last week, we talked about branding, and um, we talked about the why of organization. And just like the guy just said, my why for this radio show is to be a source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that will disrupt the norm and help ambitious achievers growing greatness. And so as I think about that, that's who I am as well. And the plan today was to talk about personal branding, which goes hand in hand with your company, your organization. You cannot have a brand for a company and have a different, converse um, negative brand for yourself. We cannot look at a company like a hospital company, if you say, and uh, their brand is health and wellness for the community, but then on the other side, uh, they are talking about partying and drinking and smoking. And we can all talk about all of that could be done uh, in a way, uh, drinking, whatever, but smoking we know causes cancer. So with that being said, you have to be consistent in uh, your personal brand and your company brand. And as I got prepared to do the show this week, um, something came up to me that I think will kind of pull the two together uh, in a really impactful way. And it will allow us to get up and meet some stuff. And my friends, that's my saying, let's get up and meet some stuff and see what's really out there and how it works. In today's environment, the issue, the question constantly comes up about social justice. Okay? What can a business do or should do considering social justice? Now, when I say social justice, the first thing that comes to your mind is probably race relations. Okay? But that also encompasses sexual orientation, religion, gender, a lot of other things uh, in terms of social justice. So how do you deal with that in terms of the corporation, in terms of your personal brand, in terms of what you believe? Are you willing to make the stand because that's who you are to use the success and the influence of your company organization, personal to make a statement to stand for social justice. This is not a new concept, but it's something that's coming more and more to the forefront, especially during these times. Um, we we saw it happen a lot under the Trump administration. Uh, I remember uh, um, uh, 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 Ken Frazier, who was a black chief executive at Merck, that's a um, pharmaceutical company, and he was on one of the president's boards. Uh, Um, And that was really a high prestigious thing to be on the president's board to be acknowledged in that way. However, his social justice made him take a stand. And he said, I have to resign from this board because you support what went on in Charlottesville. The comments you made about there were five people on both sides really vexed my spirit. It wasn't what I expected. I don't believe in that, so I'm going to leave this behind. And subsequently, a number of other uh, CEOs left organizations and uh, different committees that they were appointed to because of that. Now, um, like I said before, it has more to do with this race. Um, back years ago, uh, Delta Airlines, um, their president, uh, after the shooting uh, in Parkland, Florida, they severed their ties with the National Rifle Association and made a big deal about rifles and guns and shooting and also they came out and endorsed um, LGBTQ rights. They made a big deal. They endorsed that and, and embraced those people who uh, uh, were uh, uh, in support of it as well. And because of that, they the legislature in uh in georgia um uh rescinded a tax break that they had for Delta, and they actually lost fifty million dollars. That's a lot to think about so standing up for what you believe, how far do you go um you go until it hurts, do you go? Uh, 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 as far as it goes and, and, and deal with the repercussions of that. So I want to bring some people in to have this conversation because this is when we need to go up and meet some stuff on this one. The number to call in is 515, excuse me, 602-9767. Once again, 515-602-9767. I want to have a caller call in. Let's talk about this piece. Wait a minute. Okay. I see Deneen on the line. Uh, Mr. Deneen, are you there?
2: I am. I am. Good evening, Ms. Singletary. Thank you for ha- for uh, opening this up. Okay. Well, tell me what part of the country you're from? We're calling in today from Kansas City, Missouri.
1: Sounds good. So tell me, tell me, what are your thoughts on this concept of social justice?
2: Well, you know, when it when it comes to, to business, I think um, there was a wonderful article that described the different ways to do it, if you're going to be action-oriented or um, uh, and it, it gave six little um, uh, acronyms to kind of describe it, if you're going to be an ally or an activist. And then, you know, it talks about some people wanting to atone for things, and they use the Aunt Jemima uh, logo rebranding. Well, that was easy. Do you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. What, it, what did it really do? I mean, it was a nice gesture, but it, I don't think it really had a great deal of authenticity to it, mm-hmm. you know and then you have other ones that, you know, give a certain portion of their profits to help, you know, or to donate to the NAACP or Historic Black College and University. Well, their sales go up. So Mm -hmm. was that really an authentic message or was that an allure to support their brand? You know, Mm -hmm. so I think when we start to look at this in the context of branding especially, I think people can tell the difference now between something Mm -hmm. that is a curt, pity pet gesture and something Mm -hmm. that is actually impactful. And by impactful, I think we can measure dollars and cents and positions and ownership. why is it the you know why is it just, a, you know, is, it just a, is it more than the slogan and and yes, we want to hire people and get people in great positions and everything. but what about ownership level? Why not move over at the table? you know so those okay. are the type of things that um that that would cause me to support a brand that I don't know a whole lot about um rather than just having people of color in their commercial
1: Gotcha. I think that's that's a really really real point because people who don't really understand the issue with social justice or the issue in diversity or cultures think. I worked for a, a multicultural agency for many years and uh, I talked about that in you know, and I'm very proud of the work we did there. But part of our work had to do with us educating um, our, our, our clients that just having a black person, a commercial or black voice um did not necessarily make the commercial relevant it had to be mm-hmm. lifestyle compatible it had to be the same vernacular and i'm not talking about necessarily talking in slang but it had to be something that was relevant that we saw funny in our commercials how we did things our lifestyle one of the funniest things we did is we had did a commercial one time about um a cookout and they had hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill and we're like, hey, black people don't have a cookout unless we got us some ribs and some chicken and some steak.
2: Mm-hmm, there may be some mm-hmm. hot
1: dogs and a hamburger for the kids, but a real cookout for us. That's not the cultural thing because a lot of other races, hot dogs and hamburgers are sufficient. You know, so just yeah. even the food and how we did things is a huge piece of the issue. Now, what you were talking about before is doing a good thing because that's easy to do. It's easy for you to say it's a good cause because um, there are kids who need to be educated. There's a good cause because someone is sick. You know, there's a good cause because it won't affect anybody. But when you stand up for something, a principle Mm -hmm. that's debatable, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. homosexuality or uh, uh, race uh, um, relations or or gender uh, classification, that's when you are putting some skin in the game, right?
2: Exactly, and then, you know, when you talk about just social injustice, that is such a broad category, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, and I think sometimes it's it's broad intentionally, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, a target that big, you can't miss, right, mm-hmm. so, okay. so you have racism, right, mm-hmm. um, the, the culture and race obviously is, is one of them, but then you talked about issues with gender identification and everything, so, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot in that category of, of, of social, you know, mm-hmm. so I think it, it takes a lot more than just a cursory, well, that's not nice uh, approach to this.
3: And then in okay. our
2: own brand here, we are, we are very active socially with what we believe in to be fair and equitable treatment mm-hmm. and opportunity and income and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But that is, I saw, a mindset and a mentality that, that, that um, you may not even be aware of that you have mm-hmm. one of these social biases. So, mm-hmm. you can't legislate mindsets that tell you to be a good human being mm-hmm. there there's There's mm-hmm. not a law in the country that can make you do that and That's so right. I think you have a lot of um you know throwing a rock and hide in your hand type of right. scenarios going on because mm-hmm. people are unfortunately, as we've learned, racism is a bigger is a bigger disease than what we really wanted to believe it was, you know especially in the last few years, it became okay to be a racist again. You know, it became okay not to like certain groups, you know, publicly okay. and, be, you know, kind okay. of hid a little bit. But now okay. in, the, in the area of free speech and activism, it's okay to have a mindset that hates other human beings for numerous reasons. And so Thank you. I, I think you're going to always have some of that there because you can't root out evil. And the, the root of a so lot me. of this is
1: I'm sorry. I need to cut you off. Go ahead.
2: No, and I said, a lot of the root of this is it's going to take good people to do some good things. The dark is always going to be there. But if good mm-hmm. people stand up and do the right thing, not because it's a movement or because we lost George Floyd in a terrible, terrible situation, you know, mm-hmm. that should not have been the
1: trigger that caused this to happen. Good people should have been doing this anyway. That's right. Thank you so much, Adine. And you're from Kansas City, Missouri. So shout out to you guys. I thank you so much for listening here. We have someone else on the phone here, um, Kiki, but let me, before I say, this, I say one thing, um, to that point, we need to talk about a company's value system. Um, you know, most times companies have a mission statement, and we'll talk about that as we go forward on the station. Companies have a vision statement, but they also have values. Okay. And we need to look at that company's values a lot more, including diversity in their value system. There are organizations that rate companies, uh, based on social social justice, diversity, best place to work, best place to work for women, best place to work for minorities. We need to look at that stuff as well and kind of see how that is being knitted out. So Miss Um Tyra, I heard, I see you on the line. Yes. Okay. What do you have to say?
3: Well, when I look at this whole situation of what's going on, um, I think about the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I see where the NFL had a huge opportunity, and they missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, they didn't decide to come around until they're looking at the fact of, well, hey, you know, football may be opening back up again. Um, the stadium, we're going to lose a lot of money because they started seeing other companies you know, getting on the bandwagon, taking their stand, making a stand. And Mm -hmm. so to me, I felt like when they began to try to come around and apologize, I feel like it was tied to dollars. I don't feel like Mm -hmm. it was sincere or genuine at all um, Mm -hmm. because they could have been made a stand, you know. Instead, they made Kaepernick an example, you know, and they tried to turn it around to make it out to be about disrespect, wherein that's not what it was. Um, Kaepernick actually had a conversation with a veteran that said, well, Mm -hmm. why don't you take a knee? You know, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it was never that he was trying to disrespect the flag or disrespect veterans. I'm a veteran, so I can speak to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Retired military law enforcement, I can speak from that angle. Mm -hmm. Um, Being a mother that has lost a child because of the other police, police violence. Um, Amen. I can speak Amen. from all three of those platforms, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. now when I look at a company that I feel that is genuine and jumped on—I mean, from the beginning Pelican, mm-hmm.
4: Um,
3: they actually allow their instructors to use their platform as a platform to voice their opinion, to talk about it. Um, you know, during their rides, they also made sure that they gave money, um, to help with civil rights, anyone who was locked up during the time of protest, they gave money to help to get these people out of jail. Um, also with time, one of the things that they did was they immediately um, had what they call a campfire, and what they pulled in was one of the strongest, because um, you have, like, the different hashtag groups that, that ride. And so they immediately addressed black girls' magic, um, that whole unit of us, and they had an a open conversation, you know, mm-hmm. so they're constantly doing things. Um, they went in and hired some other people because they wanted to make a difference in their company, you know. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they had to deal with people on both sides, you know, and as they were telling them, we're not saying that we don't value your life, but right now these are the lives that are being taken, you know. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. took their stance, and they took a stance – and the fact that they guess what? They may lose some people, but they took a stand for justice. They took a stand for what was right. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm on this side. Right and wrong is plain as day, it's clear, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and when it boils down to it, these CEOs of these companies, it's a heart issue. Mhm. You know? It's a heart mm-hmm. issue as to what you're
1: gonna stand for. You know? Not, um, let me so, interrupt um, you for one let me interrupt for one minute, um um, um. Uh, Kiki. Um, I want to come, I'm to talk with you about a little bit. Don't go away. Um, you, okay. you just mentioned several things that you had um, platforms that you can talk on. And so, you know, I, you know, I'm going to ask you this, if you don't feel comfortable talking about it, then we won't. Um, mm-hmm. But you said you had a child that you lost to police violence.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And so could you kind of help us understand a little bit more, you know, I want to understand what any companies, organizations, the police department, the city government, any of those people reach out to you in that loss to say, you know, I'm sorry this happened. This is not right. Um, Not even an issue about right and wrong or who should, but I'm here because you are a part of this community. And I want to embrace you and say, I'm concerned about what's going on. Did anyone reach out to you? Who reached out to you? How they reach out to you? You know, what was what, what happened? Um, well, I will say
3: this. The interim chief of police at that time was Santiago. Um, mm-hmm. Now, he actually came to my home. Um, mm-hmm. He left his phone number as well. Um, mm-hmm. And he reached out to me on more than one occasion because at that time when this happened, I actually had applied to – I was getting ready to apply to the city of Columbia. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Um and so, you know, he reached out, you know, and, and addressed some things concerning that. But there's no way in the world that I could go and work for an institution that murdered my child and just to look at how that happened. Um, mm-hmm. As far as any companies or any of the other city officials or anybody, no, no one, not one person that I actually voted for that I'm, you know, and, and I, I vote all of the time, no one reached out to me.
1: Okay. I just want to know about, that I, 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 that's something we just want to kind of clear. I want to kind of clear that piece up. And how would that have made you feel they had reached out to you? Would it have been uh, no different or would it have been different or what? No, it definitely would have been different because
3: it would have showed that they cared um, because right. my child was a constituent also. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it would right. have showed that they did have some genuine concern instead of trying to avoid the situation like it's a plague, and then just how that whole situation turned to where, you know, we never actually had any type of, um, any type of actual hearing. What happened was they shifted it and did a coroner's inquest, um, mm-hmm. and that's something that, you know, I'm grateful that we now have a new coroner here in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, You know, because of that, because you have to look at sometimes people can stay in political positions too long because, believe it or not, you know, we vote for the office of the coroner. So it is Mm -hmm. a political position. Mm -hmm. Um, And so sometimes people can stay in a position too long and they become very tainted. Um, Mm -hmm. Just the way that whole setup was, we never had a judge, you know. Um, It was a coroner's inquest. So he sat in the judge's seat. Um, Mm -hmm. There were things that he knew – that it was numerous inaccuracies, but he still allowed the state to actually present it as being truth, and he knew that it wasn't. You know, and then later on he came to me, oh, well, how do you think, you know, how do you feel about it? Well, you sit here clearly and allowed lies to come forth, and you never addressed it. Now, after I made that comment to him, when he did address anything, it was after all of the news media had left. No news media oh, was there.
1: Gotcha. You. you know. Mm. Um, okay, so a major so, opportunity for somebody to stand up and and call this thing out as to what it was and what it is. No
3: one,
1: not no one, one person, actually addressed it. No, no one. No, wow. One. Listen, guys, I want to call in right now. I want to speak with let uh, the CEO of Never Had So Good Sports um, chime in here on this subject matter. Um, she and I have been. Conversating and debating and discussing this for weeks now, so I know that Miss Princess Cooper has something to say about this whole issue as pertains to uh, social justice, whether it be race relations, sexual orientation, um, you know, uh, gender, uh, all the different things of social justice. Um, You know, how is that affecting? Your plans to go forward in terms of how you're going to do business and who you'll be doing business with and what do you have to say about this whole thing. You know, what are your thoughts about it? Thank you, Gwendolyn.
4: And I thought Deneen and Tyra's perspectives were awesome, and and I learned from them. And, Gwen, I've talked to you several times about my challenge being a CEO and owning a business um And still being inspired and still taking a stand and standing for something, but I also want to make sure that my business is still frugal, that my business is still um thriving, and that mm-hmm. um I don't run anybody away from my stance politically um mm-hmm. because I definitely campaign against forty five for my mm-hmm. stance as far as gay gay couples are concerned, you know, um, if I believe in God, I feel as a Christian then I know that that's not what God intended, you know, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. let's go to social unrest. Do I wear a Black Lives Matter mask to my meeting downtown at the city to talk about how I can better do da-da-da-da? So I've talked to you over and over about my challenge in representing my company, representing myself in social media, and representing um, who works up under this brand and making sure that we're all on the same page. It's a challenge. Mm -hmm. It's a challenge, Gwen, and because of the last presidency, it It was okay, and it still is okay, to be aggressive in your hate, to be aggressive in our differences and pointing them out, and to be aggressive in letting people know that we as a culture think we're better than your culture. So my challenge is, Gwen, is to still be inspired, take a stand, but also make sure that my company is thriving and that I don't offend anyone. (laughs) And I ask you for help and talk about that with you, at least weekly, sometimes daily.
1: And, and Mrs. us Jump, jumping back on that piece again, I think it's so um, important. This is not, or is it, let me just say this, is it, or is it not a black and white issue? Um, you know, that means one side or the other. You say it's wrong, mm-hmm. you call it out. Or you say it's wrong, and you kind of like deal with it. Because, you know, we, I tell you a story here about um, Delta. And delta's one of the biggest uh employers there in in Georgia with all this is going on now, and uh, that CEO of, of of Delta was slow, but he got on board with social justice big time and now his first interaction he got uh, he lost fifty million dollars. Well, how many companies can afford to lose fifty million dollars and then you can say well, that fifty million dollars he lost no big deal, it was just profit, or was it somebody's job? or was it some kind of insurance for people? You know, you losing money like that because of your stance, how far are you ready to go? How far did you expect? these business owners exactly. to go. I mean, right now mm-hmm. you see that Ken Chenault, who was the former um, uh, uh, executive head of, uh, 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 what's call it called, uh, American Express, and they got together and they got this big um, group of uh, executives. And what they did, they um, did these news um, full-page ads in the Washington Journal and New York Times speaking to the issue of social justice. They had made a stand. They have put their, their 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 feet there, and we're standing here on what we're doing. And I'm applauding them in such a big way. I want to know. this can, can you talk about it? Let's talk about it both sides. I see uh, Carolyn uh, is on the phone, and I'm sure Carolyn has something to say in this aspect. Let's let's hear from Carolyn.
5: Hi, Miss Singletary. Um, I've enjoyed your show for the last uh, I think four weeks now. Is it?
1: Okay. Yes. Or, or Thank you. <laughs>
5: Yeah. And um, when we start to talk about uh, social justice, it is a large tent. I think Deneen earlier was talking about um, the large, the big umbrella, that we're, we're talking about uh, the distribution of wealth. We're talking about opportunities and privileges within our society. And we're talking about, and, and that comes down to fair treatment. And there are a lot of, um, we are talking a lot about race, and we're talking about gender issues, et cetera. But I'm going to go back to what you were talking about um, over the last three weeks about branding. And I'm going to take, it, take our, hopefully, uh, I just want to share some information about branding in terms of our country. Are we not responding to a branding era or problem that we have with not understanding our country's value system or our country's? Not really being able to live up to the value system that it articulates. So that's on the macro side. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. Because if we're saying, let me just say this first: if we're talking about a Christian nation, if you will, mm-hmm. and the last Amen. caller mentioned mentioned that. So if we're talking mm-hmm. about a, a Christian nation, all the money, all so many of our government buildings, in God we trust, the Ten Commandments, everything is mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's a basic golden rule that those of us who grew up in Christianity always heard, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm -hmm. And so where are we failing in the branding of the country? Has the country Mm -hmm. lived up to its brand?
1: The answer is absolutely not. Um, The country has never uh, embraced the brand of give us your tire, your huddle, your huddle masses. It's a, a country for everyone, for religious freedom and that sort of thing. Those things were for the Anglo-Saxon whites. They weren't even for the Native Americans. Clearly, they were not for the blacks. Oftentimes, were not for certain countries, uh, Italians or whatever came into this country, Mexicans. Uh, it was just for specific group of Anglo-Saxon whites. So we have never, ever lived up to the promise, the four acres and a mule, um, the, all the things in the Constitution has been really a joke. If, you, if, you, if In my opinion, if you look at it in terms of how we're supposed to go on and conduct ourselves as a nation, um, one of the things I was so, so upset about, and um, I think we all were upset about, was what happened on the 6th in terms of people trying to overturn the democracy. Um, and some folks say, oh, gosh, you guys are overreacting to that. No. That's the overreaction. You tried to change the election of what the people voted for and asked for. So we go back to all these things. That I know you can articulate much better than, than I can in terms of history, the Native Americans, um, how you've taken the Native Americans' land, how you built this country on the backs of African Americans, but still to the point you build it on the backs of African Americans. They don't have the same financial economic equality that would have. To your point, you know, um, we were the only people that, you know, was, it was a, 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 a law against teaching, us to, teaching blacks to read. You know, so you can never, ever say that this country's brand has lived up to it. The scary part of it is that I think more and more countries are seeing it. You know, one time we were revered uh, in the world. And to me, it's clear that other countries are seeing the crack in our armor.
5: Well, that that to me, in terms of the branding conversation that you were having Mm -hmm. about how you can change your brand, and there's a part of me that as I listen to the conversation and I think, well, if the country's not living up to its value system, then how are we expecting the companies underneath it? You know, we know that Mm -hmm. Aetna as an insurance company, New York Life, insured the slave ships and even actually insured slaves. When the business got tight in the north, they were mm-hmm. talking about, well you know we can go down south and we can ensure slaves that uh, particularly those are, who are in the trade, you know wow. are, X, wow. y, these are, long, these are this is a part of our history that speaks to you know where for a long time, the corporations have been involved in politics and the negative side of the politics. And I think as as, as companies look out here and say, do I want to get involved or do I not want to get involved, every time a decision is made to support a platform, whether it's the Republican platform or the Democratic platform, you made a decision to support the strategy and the process and the progress of ideas.
1: Exactly. And so, okay, Carolyn, we, Carolyn in, I'm going to hold you for a minute. Don't go any further. Stay right there. We need to take a little okay. quick break. But to your point, we're talking okay. about brands. Once again, I, I love that you brought that back in so permanently is that it's the brand of your company, the brand of you, who you are, and your brand reflects into your company. So how far are you ready to go? Okay, we're going to have a little commercial break, and we'll be back in a moment.
4: Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash renews your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash.
0: Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile, LLC, is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at number 2com Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J. Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms. Installs all types. That's JohnRobinsonTileTheNumber2.com
1: Okay, everyone, we're going back into a little bit over time, but we're going to finish this out a little bit. Please, please call in. Give us your comments, your thoughts. The number is 515-602-9767. Once again, 515-602-9767. And we're talking um, today about uh, businesses and social um, justice, where we should do, what we should be, where we, where, how should we should be a part of that. Should we ignore it? Should we be a part of it? What's the issue on that? So we were talking with um, uh, Carolyn. Please go ahead and finish up what you were saying.
5: It, I, I guess uh, I don't want to be too long-winded here, but I just feel that if a company makes a decision to invest its dollars in any of the political leadership, either of the parties you're already making a decision about your value. You're already uh, making decisions. And I think that as that trickles down, you know, we have the right as individual consumers to say, you know, I don't want to, I, I'm, I'm voting at the, at the voting booth for these, for these officials to serve in public office, and I'm also going to use my dollar to vote. And mm-hmm. if I don't want, if, if I don't like your values, I'm going to choose not to vote with that. And as far as someone mentioned heart earlier and right and wrong. And I think that in you know, when we take the Bible in hand sometimes, people have used it to justify everything from slavery to the mistreatment of anybody they choose to mistreat. They find somewhere in there that says I can do this, it says you're wrong, that you're not you're not worthy. And I say that oftentimes we lose sight of the fact that are we really trusting God to make the decisions later as we tell people that you're going to meet your maker one day and you're going to have to answer for things? Are we so busy trying to um, assert some level of superiority over other people that we're willing to mete out the punishment here because we feel it is our right, that we don't trust God enough? Even though we say we love God, we don't trust God enough to make those decisions about lifestyles, et cetera, as long as it does not harm any anybody that is uh, challenged in any way and cannot assess the long-term ramifications of any actions, just like children, mm-hmm. animals, handicaps, anybody that's in, emotionally or physically challenged and cannot stand up for themselves. I think that sometimes we spend so much time over in that arena that we don't get to the things that deal with how are we going to have a level playing field for all people. How are we going to have the distribution of wealth and the intergenerational wealth that makes us as a people, people of color in particular, less dependent on the system, if you will?
1: Absolutely. Good point. Here's something I want to go to. I know Demene is still on the phone and um, so is uh, uh, Princess. Here's my thing. Um, Before we end up, I know we got to go, but let's talk a little bit about, about What can small businesses do? I know I did a lot of talk about the large businesses, but what can small businesses do? We know we have things out there to point out. There's websites and social media platforms to say who are the black businesses in whatever part of the country you're in. Excuse me. I think, uh, Carolyn, you were in North Carolina. Um, We got North Carolina here. We got South Carolina here. We have um, Missouri. I know there's sites out there to help you do that sort of thing. What else as a small business owner? Um, that you can possibly do to help get the word out. How can you take a stand? How, where you think your place is in then? You know, and Denine and Princess, you know, Princess kind of mentioned that a little bit. I want you guys to chime in a little bit on that piece as well. Deneen, I'll I'll let you go
4: first, or I can go. Oh, oh go, go ahead. Well, you know, I
2: okay. You know, you go on and go because I got mine is just really short. Sure. Go ahead and go.
4: Okay. I think where we can make a difference, Gwen, is, is within our own companies, is make a pledge for di- diversity, make a mm-hmm. pledge for inclusion, and continue mm-hmm. to um, teach our own employees and our own people that, that are broadcasting with up, up under the brand or, you know, set a standard and a policy that is nothing but you know, diversity and inclusion. And I think that's where we can, we can make a difference. And I'm not going to not be who I am and run a company. I can't do that, but mm-hmm. um careful about where I take a stand. I don't have a working capital of a million dollars laying around, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I can say this is what we stand for. And we do stand for inclusion and diversity. Um, and we can, you know, um, make sure our voices are heard, but in, in, but it didn't have to be aggressive and hateful and nasty like January 6th was where, and I think Carolyn said it, you know, she was, you know, affected by that. I was devastated by January 6th, or maybe that was you, Gwen, um, uh-huh. and just to see a certain level of a person who said, this is our country. What does that say, Gwen? What does that say? <laughs> does a small business got to teach diversity and um, inclusion and making sure that we're looking out for the small guy and those, and don't leave anybody behind. If you happen to take that elevator up to the top, it is my responsibility to send it back down and get somebody else. That's
1: right. Sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll
2: piggyback. I'll piggyback on that with you know some snap snaps, but I'll also take it a, a step further. You know, um, here here in Kansas City, you know, this was the last state to know that slaves were free, and sometimes I still think we don't. We still don't know. Right. And so I think we have to help folks with the readiness effort, you know, to be ready to participate in, a, in an economy and then move with your dollars. You know, we don't have to buy things just because they're presented to us. So if we collectively stop spending with somebody, we could get their attention because it's about capitalism. Slavery was started because they needed a workforce and they were hateful and they picked us to do it. Right. So right. it's a very similar situation today, except for the, the types of work that they want to have us do has been pretty much still the last stuff that you we would normally do unless we make an investment in ourselves. So if we make an investment in ourselves, there's enough there's enough dollars circulating amongst us that mm-hmm. we could help mm-hmm. ourselves. But then mm-hmm. we have to be ready with better Technology, better education, better attitudes, better mentalities. ourselves about each other, the self hatred that we have for each other. We can't expect anybody to stop hating us until we stop hating
1: ourselves. And so now you just said um, something. Now, you, now that right there, I'm, I'm,
2: preaching, I'm preaching. I'm okay, preaching.
1: Okay, so, so, so she's opened um, up a whole other show
4: now. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's,
2: that's a whole that's a whole other discussion. But when they when you do have when you do have a, a group of morally aware. Woke people hmm. who understand what this circulation is like, you know, and they join the human race. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we all have our differences. We all—it just seems like there's something about um, our ethnicity that runs deeper in 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 divide that is is telling huh. us not that other communities aren't divided, but ours is mm-hmm. so publicly divided. Can we at least mm-hmm. fight at home? You know, can we oh, at no. least? You know, there's some things that I want to. I want to challenge us about. You know, I mean, I love that, you know, one of the organizations gave 10% of their profits to the NAACP. And in our area, I'm not really sure what they do. You know, I mean, okay. you know, okay. Okay. So when mm-hmm. do we start holding institutions accountable for what they were mm-hmm. started for? What, what, mm-hmm. Where is where's the outcome and accountability with some of the stuff? So the thing has to make dollars and cents. And mm-hmm. it's already too late to reset the bell and re-ring the bell on what capitalism mm-hmm. means. This country was founded on capitalism, and they tried to do it under the banner of the Bible. And it didn't mm-hmm. work for them, right, because they don't do capitalism like the Bible says do it. It says give mm-hmm. one to another until none have lack. We don't, we don't understand that principle. And now we've gotten so used to being given to, you know, we've had situations now here in the Kansas City um, Missouri or KCK, uh, uh, MSA that we've got 17,000 open jobs that pay more than 15 or 16 dollars an hour. 17,000. Wow. So you can't tell me that, that some of this, some of this bias isn't, isn't self-inflicted and self, self-deprecating and self-hatred of ourselves. You know, so we have to start wanting things again. We have to start wanting to work, you know, and, and, and being in business, it is work. And so sometimes mm-hmm. we do our best to let those dollars circulate, but we also mm-hmm. have challenges with making sure that we have the best because we're expected to be better than everybody else. So wow. if I got to slow down, if I got to slow down to go help my brother or sister out, I got to be able to charge more for that slowdown. And and now it does, the, my numbers don't work. So it, it mm-hmm. comes down to, okay, who eats and who survives and who doesn't. So there's mm-hmm. a, You know it's a double-edged sword on some on some levels but if we were all um had better higher standards for ourselves you Mm -hmm. know we would have a better group to pick from and to work with with each other and then you know the last thing that i'll say is you know we we have an analogy here of a hamster wheel i think all of these organizations that they um gave us a, a, a lollipop with and said here go suck on that while we keep doing what we're doing you know all of these supplier diversity programs, and yes, they do work. Some of they've done something, right? Mm-hmm. But why do mm-hmm. I have to prove that I look like me when my counterpart mm-hmm. who doesn't look like me, the discussion of where they are and are you disadvantaged? Well, mm-hmm. I'm I'm discriminated against. I am I am in a system that wasn't designed for me. So does that mm-hmm. make me disadvantaged in your system, or does that make me, you know, victimized by your system, right? So when you ask me to get involved in your hamster wheel, i got to jump through some hoops to get involved in a hamster wheel, and then the idea of diversity and inclusion is a larger hamster wheel. Wow. You never yes. get out of that. Hey.
1: That That is, this is some good stuff we're talking about. I'm going to have to close it up because uh, we've definitely gone past our time. I want to thank each one of the callers because you guys um, from all over, I'm impressed and happy that people from all over called in, um, that you had some really good insights and some words for us. Um, and to the point that was made, this is another whole show here talk about the hamster wheel um, that we're on and some other points that were brought up in Carolyn. Um, So, um, I am looking to continue this process. Um, I am going to continue to, once again, like I said, my brand promise to continue to bring you um, relevance and uh, um, resources that will help you uh, grow in greatness. I want to say to each one of you guys tonight, I thank you. My show is Growing in Greatness. Please join us next Monday. We'll be on again next Monday. And I'm going to say my last closing map, go out and be great. Thank you. Have a great day.
5: 18 plus.